Wait, what is your? Uh, DM? I had I had a more upbeat um <laughs> fucking intro, by the way, like fucking assholes. But hello and welcome. This is your dungeon master, Jonathan M. Hartley. I didn't. My social security is. Sir, how anyway, far you throw your microphone? <laughs> what if he just got the first three numbers? <laughs> Honestly, I would have, I would have honestly had a vocal, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, Ali, oh wait, <laughs> Ali, please, <laughs> please, Ali, don't do this to me. <laughs> We've known each other ever since we were babies. Come on. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another fun little episode of Dead Man's Roll, the Acacia Campaign. I am here with my rollers, Sitan, i.e., Marco, Dizzy Dreadwood. Andrew, Cyrus the Indomitable, Josh. Oh shit, I gave a full name on that one. <laughs> you don't even need to say my real name. It doesn't matter, bro. We have an intro that says everybody's name. If you want to deliver it. Mateus Valenciano. That's so unnecessary. Shut the fuck up. Mateus Valenciano as Sarai and Robert Bohem as Preange. Now, uh, no, fuck. Preange Wait a minute. <laughs> You're gonna be cutting this all out anyway. Just you don't know. Ali might like this more. Welcome to a Dead Man's Roll, a D&D tabletop RPG podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Jonathan Hatley, and I'm here with my rollers. I am Josh, and I play Cyrus. How's it going, y'all? My name is Drew. I'm playing as Dizzy Dreadwood. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Marco, and I'm playing Satan. Hey, this is Priyanj, and I play Robert Bohem. The dude's a bard and sort of a wizard. Hey, y'all, I'm Sarai, and I play the ever young and naive Matthias Valenciano. Hello, my name is Esteban. I play Boyan McGregor. One of the rogues here on our campaign. Fun fact about Boyan McGregor, his favorite color is red. He doesn't know what red is, he's a little colorblind. Ayo, hey, I'm Jose. I play Sochi. He is a king trying to revive his people. But anyway, we are going to have a couple of people missing uh, this episode and possibly the coming episodes. So if you're wondering, hey, well, I'm just so chill. He's taking a break currently, and you're like, hey, what happened to Boyan? Um, Boyan is out of town this week, so it is just the, the five. five of us. We can make it if we try, just the five of us. In the previous episode, Mateus Valenciano ventured out with a shady, well-dressed lady, Ida Lamorn. During this adventure, Ida informed Mateus that the activity uh, they will be undergoing is extremely illegal and that they would be stealing. After getting to the church and looting the herbs and maybe taking some swigs of wine, um, a warden that was trailing them finally made themselves known, resulting in a getaway sequence and a giant explosion. However, the other players do not know this at this point in time, and we will be starting off with one of them. But first, let me set the scene. So, as we do not know where Mateus was, we are cut back to the town. The already silent town becomes even quieter as the sunset begins to set, 
and parents and children begin to travel back home. Oil lanterns and streetlights begin to flicker to life as the town begins to die. So, I would say, let's all roll initiative and see who goes first. And Mateus, you can roll as well. Oh. <laughs> okay, five, two. Ooh, a 20 with the Dizzy Dreadwood. I am wasting my good rolls. I'm very disappointed. It's a time-honored tradition that Cyrus has terrible initiative. <laughs> so let's start with Dizzy Dreadwood. So... What would Dizzy be doing at this point in time? So Dizzy should still be in the in the hotel and in the little lodge, just wondering what is coming next. Like thinking about everything that has transpired, remembering that they seen their mother in the last the last couple of days, last couple of nights, gotten a lot of information, doesn't know what or who is after their brother. And there's just a lot going on on their mind. And they're tempted to just take out an arrow because they still have the arrows, but not really sure what to do. So just just looking around, looking outside the room, trying to see if there's anything that looks sketchy as the, as the sun goes down. All right. So mind you all, this is the exact same day that y'all got in. Um, some events transpired. And while you are all out going to different areas of shops, you all stayed um, inside the building. So, Dizzy, you are sitting. The scent and smell of maybe old wallpapers hitting your nose every now and then. Uh, you hear the whirring and the crackle and the static of the radio in the background. And like you said before, you took out your arrow, maybe you twist, uh, twiddle it around on your fingers. Um, and what... What are you trying to do with this? Are you just uh, thinking about the past, you said? Yeah. Okay. Is there possibly anyone you want to commune with at this point in time? Right now, Dizzy wants to see if there's anything that they can hear over the radio. Like, is, there any, like, is it a news-esque thing, or is it just random static? That's what I want to ask. So... Give me a perception check. Actually, investigation. Hmm, an 18. Great. So as you are fiddling with the radio, turning it ever so slightly, sometimes you're hearing static, sometimes you're hearing just some good old swinging music, you stop on a news station. You hear, This just in. Another city down in Arcania. It seems like us on the, the western front have been moving forward and we are pushing through. Possibly by the end of this year, maybe even the end of these two months, we might make more headway. And other news, it appears that our queen, oh shit, oh, I'm gonna get killed for that one. Our king, Datu, will be coming ever so closer to the outer lands of Uchala. It seems like we have that ability and we'll be blessed with this royal appearance, blessing our troops before they hit the next front onto the battlefield, and they cut down the Arcanian scum there. Dizzy hearing this just thinks about their brother further, so not knowing what side they're on. Like I wonder if they're on the west, if he's on the west side or in that westward city. Just I so can help you. Dizzy looks around. Looks at the arrow. 
Do you want my help? If you, if you can be of some assistance instead of being a ghostly voice, then sure. But show yourself. Who are you? Let me give you a choice. Scry on your mother or your brother. Dizzy, hesitating for a second, thinks. Judo, show, show me judo. As you wish. So, your eyes roll on the back of your head. It seems like you're taken over by great force. And at first you see nothing. And then with a little bit of time, an image starts to fade in. It seems like he is in a cabin seems to just be sitting, staring at a wall, and almost as if he kind of has a feeling that someone is watching him, he starts looking around. You notice that there are a variety of different things in this background. You see there's a map of where to go. You see that this is not the same sort of landscape that you're normally accustomed to. This seems to be a little bit different from the mainland that you're a part of. It's nothing like the forest. It's nothing like what you've seen so far in Outer Ujala. It seems to be maybe a separate island or maybe even on the other continents. But what you do also notice is that there is a horrific scene. There are two people dead. One at the doorway, seeming to have tried to run and escape. The other across from him, eyes gone, jaw slacked open and seemed to have been bloodied and beaten. He's at Judo looking at the wall. Judo is the one who's looking at the wall. He gets up, he grabs the bow, and he seems to have walked out. Can my vision or aspiration like follow him, see where he walked out to, or is that just it? That's all I'll give what was that? What was that scene? Where is he? Far away. Can you give me some rep? Can you give me some direction? Mm. Who were those people? We'll start there, actually. Who were those people? So what you can recall, the one who was beaten and their eyes were removed initially, that looked like an elf. You could not tell what the other body was for their lower half was in the doorway. The outer half was out in wherever they were. But you know this is probably close to the coast from the waves that you heard crashing before. Maybe from also the structure of their building. This was more of like a open kind of countryside -y. You don't have like nice building materials with painted walls and whatnot. They're really more exposed wood walls and whatnot. Almost like a shack. I, Dizzy talks to the aspiration again. Is this your doing? Are you controlling him to do this? I've Does only given him the ability to. He wanted this. Just like he wanted to dispose of our family, our father, attempts on our mother. I only granted him what he wanted. This is not him. There is no reason for him to want to make 
this type of gesture. It's almost like he doesn't know that he possibly magic himself. What do you want with judo? Nothing. I want a body. I want flesh. And it seems I might be getting that a lot sooner. Whatever your goal is, you need to leave Judo alone out of this. I'm going to come find him. Mm, I don't communicate with him. This is all him. I'm just here for the ride until I can come back. It's unfortunate. My soul's trapped here. Destined to be stuck in this bow. But I have plans of my own. I'm assuming you are another victim. Not by your family. Then by who? That is for you to find out. Hearing this information, Dizzy tries to think back or think of what their father had had told them. Because this bow has been passed down from generation to generation. How has this not... How has this person... Whatever they what whatever they may be, been killed by someone not in their family. You humans are so self-centered, only wondering about your family, your brother. Nothing against the wider scope or grander scheme that meshes your fate with anyone else's here. Who combines all of you together? Does he take note? Takes note of that. What in the? What could they? What could they be alluding to? It's like God is this? like the. Dizzy's thinking about this like internally, thinking about the people that like have come into their life, life after lives, their lives, the people that are on the journey with, and their backgrounds as well as what brought them back. Sibeth and thinking of possible other causes, but can't put the pieces together just yet. I am tired of this talk. I'll let you chew on that fat. Come when you need me. I might have a deal for you. And you hear nothing after that. In fact, you don't hear nothing. You hear everything. Like all the souls and the trapped voices all coming in at once now. They just hold their head in anguish. Ah! And tries to get to the bottom of it. You see and hear the last moments, their wails, the cries for their mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. All at once. It's a ringing, it's a hard, harsh, sonic stop. And then, as you say, make it stop, it silences. You didn't hear a knock on your door. 
you hear Sochio. Uh, is everything okay in there? Dizzy, like, opens the door in a panic. You heard none of that, right? I'm guessing? I've heard some strange things, too. I'm not gonna lie. I've had, uh... So you know, I've had a weird past, so I might hear voices of my own. But, uh... But yeah, you need to talk about anything? What kind of voices? Well... Not the old man again, is it? No, after I got pulled back out, I communed with my dead. Um, my previous lives. They told me that this is my responsibility and to not fuck up as they did. So, those are the voices I heard, but it seems like you've been seeing and hearing them more often. Because it's almost as borderline unbearable, but trying to put pieces together and figure out where my brother is and what th- there is this disembodied voice that seems to be the main the, the main character if you will and the protagonist in the in terms of the soul's loss to to my bow my family bow that apparently has some type of draw outside of my family like, this thing in the it had been passed down from generation to generation, and yet it seems like there's been other wielders outside of uh, outside of my own family. Hmm. But I don't know what where that could lead. Like I don't, I don't know where I could track if we could track those things back to. You talk about your past lives, like to your or any of the anybody else's past lives i don't know where this bow has been everything is just so well discombobulated at this point i'd start with a written history but my people weren't the written history type we uh our recordings are more in the mind i have past lives that inform me of maybe what to do or how to Deal with certain things. You might not have a past life, but you have family. You have maybe someone you can rely upon, alive or dead. I don't know. You hear the dead every now and then. Maybe you can commune with them. And then we also have the death goddess herself. Sabith. Why not her? Fucking ask her on command but she seems to have some type of trust in me as a dm would you like to no dizzy kind of, so what dizzy's thinking right now is they want to get in contact with family first and then go from there mm, okay well if you need anyone to talk to i mean we all have a fucked up life a little murky every now and then Maybe we can, we just need another hand to clear the mud. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you, Sochio. Of course. I will go to my room, I guess, and ponder what to do with my life. I just killed the last person of my tribe, and practically I'm the only one now. And it seems like, as I remember, the Ajans have really 
really messed things up. I do not know how to process that now that I've talked to about two to three Ujalans. Now, and I, I don't believe, seem terrible. I believe it's safe to say that everybody here, including myself, is also here for you as needed. I appreciate that. Well, I'll leave you. You hear him just trot off down. Think with that. Is there anyone else or anything else you would like to do? Yeah, Dizzy with that, I was going to say, like Dizzy like takes out an arrow once again and tries to think of someone closer to them. And he tries to think of, you know, that they were keeping in mind what Social said about reaching out to possibly living and dead and the folks that are around us and tries to think of somebody who may be of any kind of help. He tries to think of their father. Clearly he passed, but but there's no, I have no idea whether or not he passed from the bow or if Judo took him out with his bare hands. I'd say, give me, actually, I won't give you anything. It seems like nothing will happen. After you're sitting there pondering, holding this bow or this arrow in your hand for a little bit. And all of a sudden, it seems like the dust starts to kind of clump together. And then you see an outlining of a face and then a body. Before you know it, it's the spitting image of your father. Dad? He says nothing. Is it... Is- is that really you? Can you see me? Can you, are, are you actually here? He smiles. I'm taking that as appreciation or as acknowledgement. I'm I, I'm so glad to see, not in this state. It does seem like that you have perished, but you're perishing relation to the bow. But I'm so happy to see you. There's so much that has gone on. I have just so many questions, but I don't know like what direction to turn. Are you are you at rest? He nods again. Nodding yes, of course. I'm glad I'm glad to see that. Dizzy's glad to see to see that. Doesn't seem like you can be as communicative with me at this point in time, but I'm so happy to see you. I just want to know little things about, about, about judo, about this bow and start starting, starting with him. Like what became of him? Did he do this to you? Did he take the, did he take his aggression out on you with the bow? He nods yes. Do you know that there is a spirit or some remblance of something that is after him, it seems like? He pauses the nod and looks ashamed. You know. And he nods yes. Are there others? How 
were you dealing with the same voices, the same thoughts and things like that myself and Judo have, have been dealing with? Yes, he nods. But instead of just nodding, he seems to move to a very dusty area of the room, maybe near a cabinet or a nightstand that has a lot of dust accumulated on it. And he starts writing on it. It says, keep it away. Keep it away. This thing must be powerful then. It said that they were looking for a body. One of the things that you remember when you were younger is that your father always told you when you did have the bow in your hand to only use it on animals. Things that are not deeply conscious or possibly having a religion or soul. Remembering that, recalling that, Dizzy asks, did you ever use the bow on a person, on other people? He nods yes. Why? He writes on the table again once. Have you heard that one individual's voice? Yes. And then he stops you before you speak and says, with other. With other. With that one. With woman, he writes. That must be the woman from the woman I just spoke with. He looks concerned now, as if you just like cracked the egg. I need to know what her goal is. She stated that she was looking for a body. She stated that there were other, she was taken out by the boat, but from somebody else, it seemed like she was alluding to somebody that was outside of our family. I thought this bow was only passed down through our generations. Found, he writes. Found, and then passed down. Is there a deeper history than you, like, is there a deeper history than, than you've told myself in judo falling star falling star how far back how long ago was this bone was this bow found unknown he writes when did when did our family stumble upon it unknown he writes did your father know did my grandfather know of any Un, uh, of any presence, of any uncertain appearances, presences, things of that nature? She's near. She's near. As you see him writing, she's near, he starts to kind of seem like he's losing control of his arm and it's going slack. And now he's like dragging his whole body to try to write as if he's being compelled to stop and he's fighting it. Dad, are you, are you all right? Are you, what? And then his physical, almost dust outlined form crumples away. D Dizzy looks in horror at what just 
occurred, just lost their father again. Hadn't even gotten a chance to thank him for being around. But then it looks over, but Dizzy then looks around to see if there's any like presences and something things of that nature and just I'm gonna do a perception check. I don't think you should do a perception check at this point in time. I'd say do a religion. Well. Oh damn, okay. Well, you got that. That's a 20, everyone. It's the same. It's the woman. Like, I can see her presence. You can feel her presence. This time, it's not just, like, in your head. It seems to be all around you. Is it you again? Where is my father? Bring him back to me. I can't bring him back. And why not? But maybe I can when I have a body. Your obsession with this body stuff is a, it's a little concerning. Immortality is a strange thing. Sometimes it can be a curse. It doesn't sound Sometimes. like it's a curse to you. Oh, I've been waiting for quite a while. Watching. Waiting. Wandering. Thinking of what I could do to get back. Unfortunately, it means I have to have her dead or one human body. Who dead? Sibith. I had a feeling it would come back to would come back to her. Is this the deal you were trying to allude to? Yes. I'm in no position to make any deals with any form of goddesses at this point in time, or with you. I can see your fate. It twists and turns, and in the end, you become one with me. That'll be the day. <laughs> okay. Listen. I am here to save my brother. Here to save my brother, help these individuals that are around me in every which way and form. And we've been sent on a mission from Sibith. Saving can mean a variety of things. At what length would you go to save him? That is my brother. Might want him dead. He can be saved in this world. I'm sure of it. I can save him. But join me. It sounds like you've done a good amount of damage already. Dizzy thinks of of their father's messages on on, on the writing table and tries to avoid, tries to shake off, tries to just just disengage. A friend of mine is in your group. Talk to him. See who's worse. Come back. You want him back? I'll just put him back. A friend of yours? 
don't even know. I still don't even know who you are. I am an observer. But in this case, I can be a friend. That is not giving me any answers. <laughs> who are, what is your name? I am your creator. Without me, you wouldn't exist. None of you would exist. I grant your wants and needs. I don't play with you like others, and I don't ignore you like my other sister. I am the one who made magic, the one who made earth. The one who gave you breath. It is upsetting. You should not know your history. And yet somehow you were taken out by this bow. Unfortunately, yes. I will leave you now to think about what I've said. If you're smart, don't tell Sibith. Does he just acknowledges the presence, acknowledges those words, and goes off somewhere else. Goes off to look outside the window in the room. Hey listeners, it's me, your DM, taking a quick break from the episode to let you know that we are streaming on all podcast platforms. Wait, I already know that. Well, we know that you know that because you're listening to us, but you know who doesn't know that? Your friends, your family, your dog. Yeah, your dog likes D&D. Or your cat. I don't know what you have. Maybe you have a snake. I don't know. But anyway, so share this with your friends, your family, your dog. You know, let's boost this community. And then, while they're following the podcast, you take their phone and you make them follow us on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or one of the social medias. I don't know. I'm like 25. I'm old now, so... There might be a new one by the time this gets out. All links are in the show notes. Follow us there so that we can keep making content and you can have all the fun behind the scenes. Once again, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you soon. I believe, Satan, you had a high roll with Robert? Yes, I have a 21. Great. So I believe both of you all were in the blacksmith. So what would you want to do? How long has it been since we've been to the blacksmith? I'd say we're picking up right as you probably were walking out of the blacksmith. There was a skin that we had that we had to sell. Mm-hmm. You'd probably want to go to Pleats and Meats for that. Cool. Yeah, we just go sell the deer skin. Hey, welcome to Pleats and Meats. I'm your friendly butcher. Butch. Hey, Butch just needed to uh, it's sell this. Butch? Yep. Hey, Butch just needed to sell this deer skin real quick. Okay, I'll examine it, but please look around, see if you want anything else while you're here. Butch takes the deer skin, looks at it, examines it in the light. Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Uh, I'd say this can go for... It's a pretty big deer. Got the antlers still. I would give it maybe five gold, 20 silver. Come on, you know it's a huge bear. That's like at least 15 gold. All I can do is six. 
Okay. These are tough times, but I Come feel on, like seven would you. be right. Oh, seven, maybe eight. You mean you got some real fine looking clothes on you? I don't want to intrude, but you look like a man of fine taste. Uh, now, this is also uh, a one-man-owned business now, so if you want to give your friendly uh, butt here a little bit more... Sure, what do you have in store over here? And, like, I start browsing, so, like, what do I see? Um, what you're primarily seeing is just different types of animal meat. Um, sometimes you might see a little bit of basilisk uh, brisket. Um, you might see a little bit of... Um, what's Does that he have any called? cured meats? Cured meats? Yeah. You see some dried cockatrice. Cool. So I'm like, how much for like a pound of that? Oh, that? I'm trying to get rid of it. You can have all of it if you want. How much is it? Like, is it edible? It's, well, down here in the outer Ujala, edible is kind of subjective. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna get like... A pound of that and a pound of some other meat and I'm gonna ask Cyrus if he can cure it later. Now, if you're into some freaky shit, I got some horse meat in the back. Cool. I'll take a... I'll take a pound of that and the pound of the cured meat. How much would that cost me? You know what? You know what? Here, you can just take all that for free. I just take this buck uh, skin from you and um, looks like you need to be getting back anyway. I don't want to cause you any trouble with the authorities. Wait, 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 you still owe us like two or three gold pieces. That meat is going bad that. quickly. The more you talk to me, the more the meat goes bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can leave it here. It's on you to give me the money. Okay, fine. Here you go. Uh, flips you like seven gold. Cool. I take five and I'm like, two's for the horse. Ooh, you want the horse. Interesting. He goes to the back. You're, you're the grossest fucking slops. Like he's like tearing it off of the bone. Okay, it kind of smells like shit. But here, well, I'm gonna get home now because I have a wife and kids who are waiting for me, and I also don't want to be in trouble with the authorities. So I should, I suggest you guys get back going. Um. Uh cool. Sounds good. And uh, yeah, I guess I just add horse meat to the inventory. Yep. Go ahead. We head back. Mm, okay. And so we I, try to be as uneventful about it as possible. Is there anything that you two discuss while you uh, sneak out? Yeah, like I'm going to address the fact that Satan might view Jalin. Um, but uh, I'm going to just touch the topic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want a Jalin, you can have a Jalin. Like, what was that about? <laughs> I uh, I I don't want to talk about it. It was <laughs> in the moment kind of thing. Uh, there there's a lot of shit going on, man. Oh yeah, like I'm just just so you know, like I'm chuckling along the way. Like I'm not concerned. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sure. Like also, it seems to be on some I won't say good authority, but some stumbling authority that you are Rajal. And uh, mm. that does make sense according to some encounters that we've had in the past. But like, have you just like had time to introspect this thing? Because you talked about the the minor god that you talked to. I have no recollection of what his name was. Yeah, no, I'm not worried about it. 
But then Satan's face is he's clearly bothered by this internally. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I, I was about to say, hey, roll for that deception right there, man. <laughs> no, not roll. hiding it at all. Just we're gonna roll for insight. <laughs> <laughs> I got a twenty. Damn. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's it's obvious. He's like, oh shit, I didn't think he was gonna talk about this so soon. You sure about that, dude? It it does seem to bother you, and we are like in this current day and age, we are like maybe seven hundred years old. So maybe the people that we knew, or like I'm exaggerating with the seven hundred, but like maybe the people that we knew are not around anymore. Like they are grandparents at this point. So someone our age would be, I don't know, one twenty, which I. I think it's like an average age for someone in Arcania. Like that's I'd like say, a that's like a 60-year-old according to earth standards. I mean, yeah, I'd say, you know, different planet, different social uh, understanding of time and space. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, so like the people that we have that would be of our age would be like either in high positions of power or like tapping out soon plus Arcania had really good health care i'm assuming ujala also takes good care of the people that were running the operations i don't know other thing that i wanted to talk about was the i'm gonna say that there is a lot of security in this town which seems weird i mean if i were to guess it must be protecting something kind of important around this area I don't know if you care to find out what that is, but... Uh, what languages does Satan speak? A little bit of Spanish, apparently. Um, deep speech, draconic, and thieves can't. That's what Satan speaks. I see. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, uh, like I'm going to just make note of the fact that there are wardens around who can detect thoughts at any point of time. So I'm just going to quickly move away from that topic and just talk about the pound of horse meat that we have as we close, like grow near the tavern. As you're walking past, or you're walking back to the shed, I think you come across Cyrus, who's, from what I can see on the map, standing in the middle of the street. Yo, Cyrus, I got some meat. Do you think you can cure it? Wait, where am I? Standing in the middle of the street. Oh my oh. god, Jonathan, do that one more time. Do that one Standing more in the middle of the street. <laughs> yes, I'm just, I'm going to personally all right. dri- drive all the way to Texas with BDS. Yeah, Alright, I was heading all the way to uh, Sneed's Feed and Seed down the street, but... Yeah, I need some seed in me. Oh shit, that sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Dul- <laughs> you didn't hear what Dulu just said, but it was funny. No, don't, yeah, don't tell them, please. I don't need that in me. Uh, uh, fuck up. You're, talk- you're trying to cure... Raw meat in the middle of the day? No, I'm saying, like, can we do it? Like, I have the bottle with the mayonnaise and the other. Oh my god, smells fucking rank. And the pickle Uh, juice. Do you think we can do something about that? We can throw this meat and we can, like, I'm honestly thinking the bad meat we can use for something else. Like, I don't know, uh, throwing people off our scent and stuff. But uh, I'm not keeping that on me. Throwing people off our scent. More like alerting them to us. <laughs> no, no, no. Why, like, why don't you hurry quickly and take it to the old man at the tavern, and he can probably put it on the 
on the stove tonight. Okay, cool. I'll do that. What have you been up to? Uh, well, Julie's been hounding me about fucking seeds and beans. So, hopefully, I don't know, get a lay of the land, see what else is around here, try and keep a low profile. Well, it is getting a little dark. I don't know if we want to keep staying out here. I mean, obviously, still want you to get me seed, but, you know. I'm just going to say bye to Cyrus for now, and before we leave, can I, like, spot where the wardens are? Just, like, as a passive perception. So, as you, like, look around, you notice that there are no wardens around. You only notice that there are a couple of troops around, but they're just lighting lamps for, like, visibility. They're kind of minding their own business. But, as they're doing this, you hear, not too far from the distance, an explosion, like a... How hungry is Impendulu? Because I feel like we should just go into the tavern now. Um, you see Impendulu on Cyrus' shoulder. Like, he was, like, alert and ready to go to get some seed. As soon as he hears the explosion, he's like, fuck. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> kind of, like, kneels his head down, like, oh, damn it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna head in and I'm gonna tell Cyrus that, dude, let's just go in because the troops will be looking for shady people and we don't you, want to be them. You don't have to do that. Come I'm on, using Expedition Retreat to... No, please. I no, just no, want no, the don't seed. Do don't, don't cast any magic right now. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> I've been a good boy. What? No, I'm... Please. <laughs> Cyrus, you promised. You promised, mate. You promised. Hey, it's not up to me. Apparently, I just spent the past however long just standing around. I didn't do anything. I didn't have any free time because I had terrible initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Silas just slept a little too long. (laughs) (laughs) I just... Please. He has a little bird I fit. To. I didn't get to what talk to these noises? Dude, 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 he, he like flutters to the ground right. and starts like kicking up. It's like, right with next to the tavern. If you want to try, you can try. <laughs> I don't get shit anymore. I, I used to be a king. I used to be a something great, and now I'm a, I'm a bird hooked up to this this kid. Just I didn't hearing, want this. We're just hearing. Impendulu go right? <laughs> yeah, practically yes. <laughs> I can't say. Dude, the bird is scared as well. Just go back into the tower. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what time is it? Is the sun setting? Oh, I mean, the sun's like kind of setting, yes. We just heard an explosion. Yeah, we're going into the tavern. <laughs> no! It's not a decision. <laughs> no, come on. It's right around the corner. Please, man. Please. Just just a step in. Come on. We can just rob them. We can rob them. Get now the we're seed. definitely not going. No, no, no. Seed, please. We're inside. Jonathan is playing an Irish man begging for some seed right now. Just want everyone to think about the decisions that we made in our life to be the, at this point of time. Which is going to get recorded and published. So this is going to stay forever with us. Oh, yeah. 
I, I hope this stays with me forever. <laughs> okay, so let's cut to Mateus. Mateus, dust is settling around you, dirt, wood, pieces flying everywhere. Some of them jutting near your face, others in the distance. You don't know where Ida is. Hell, you went one way, she went the other. All you know is that there is a searing pain in your leg for some insane reason. Oh, fuck, I think I did something I'm not supposed to. Oh. I try to get up and I'm just like, out, no. And that's where we'll end our session. Thank you all for listening to another episode of A Dead Man's Roll, the Acacia Campaign. We really appreciate the listens. Please give us a five-star review. Leave some comments down below. We really like to hear your feedback. And if you want to hang out with us sometime, please join our Discord. Join our TikTok. Join our Twitter. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate that. We are out there. We are on Apple. We are on Google. We are on Amazon. We are on anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Please follow us, and uh, thanks for listening. And once again, see you soon.